are so glad that you have decided to join us today for the Bridge for Peace Healing to the Nations podcast with Annette Eckhart. On this weekly podcast, which comes out every Wednesday, Annette interviews a member of the Bridge for Peace family. If you would like to learn more about our ministry or help us by becoming a financial partner, visit our website at bridgeforpeace.org. We hope you enjoy the interview and that you are inspired to walk closer to Jesus. Here's Annette. Welcome, I'm Annette Eckhart for Bridge for Peace here in our Wading River, New York studio. You can contact us at bridgeforpeace.org. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your prayer needs, your testimonies. We want to glorify God together. We're about to learn what happens when we hear from God. Mm. And we've got, uh, once again, with us, my beloved friend and co-founder of Friendships in Faith Ministries, Monica Harbs. Welcome, Monica. Oh, thank you, Annette. It's wonderful to be here. We just can't seem to stop sharing our, <laughs> our stories, can we? There's so many so things to share. It really is. And there was um, one of this. So this in particular is uh, just talking about hearing the voice of God. And, and I was just sharing earlier that I've heard the voice of God like three times. And it was always a very pivotal time in my life. And the very first time that I heard the voice of God, I was 14. Did I know it was the voice of God? Absolutely not. But I do know without a shadow of a doubt that I heard the word New York. So oh. I'll give you the setting. So the setting was I was in a home that um, there was not a lot of love, not a lot of support. And it was actually becoming a very dark uh, couple of years for me as a young teenager. And I was uh, standing on the shores of the Atlantic Ocean at uh, a beach in, uh, on the coast of North Carolina. And Monica, I'm just gonna interject because I know you having been a guest before, you were experiencing at that time some panic attacks and fears. That's correct. That was happening yes. in your life as yes. kind of a regular event, even though mm -hmm. you were so young mm -hmm. at 14 years of age. Yes. So now you're on the Atlantic. Uh, and I'm standing on the beach, I was by myself. And out of, all of a sudden I heard the word New York. And I was like, <laughs> but I heard it again. Mm. And then, so I took notice. And I, then I proceeded to say to myself, hmm, now if I turn and face north and start walking, I'll get to New York. Uh, Who on earth would think of things like that? Right. But it, I think it was my spirit responding to the Holy Spirit. Mm. But not only that, it was also, I believe, the Lord preparing me for where he was going to be taking me within months because it was only a sh few short months after that that I was actually asked to leave the house. My oh step-parents asked me to leave, and they said, <clears throat> it'd be best that you leave and go live with your sister who lives in Long Island. And she was you know, a number of years older than myself, and she became my legal guardian, her and her husband both. Now, when you were asked to leave, which is a terrible trauma, uh, it's a nice way of saying getting kicked out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you remember New York when you were, when the pieces were coming together, when you were going to be sent to New York? Did that come back to you at the time? No, not at that time, because there were way too many traumatic things happening simultaneously that it, I don't believe that I was processing that, because it, even after I heard that, there were some very traumatic things that happened 
the next couple of months and which you know we've all got trauma in our have had trauma in our past fortunately the lord has helped me work through those traumatic things but you know so. you talk about trauma but you know for some people uh, the trauma is i want to go fishing and it's raining out <laughs> and they find that very traumatic <laughs> No, um, um, no or, this this was a bit traumatic, right. you know, getting uh, getting being asked to to leave a home. Right. That, so that's what like, that we're not minimalizing, you know, that mm. that depth of trauma. That's really mm. extreme for mm. a fourteen-year-old to mm. face. You know, when you said there wasn't a lot of love in the home. Correct. And then we hear that. I mean, that's mm -hmm. you know, that's really mm. we would say cruelty. Mm -hmm. You know, to really say that to a child, you know. Yes. So it's just terrible, terrible to live through it. But at the same time, to think, even though that word didn't surface at the time, that when you look back, you could see that God was already, as he says in his word, I've already made it an escape for you. I've already made a way out for you that he was already, that was in you somewhere, even if it mm -hmm. didn't come to your conscious memory, mm -hmm. it was in you that God had spoken that word to you. And then when you heard, yes. you know, the New York, even though nothing clicked in the middle of, you know, the terrible trauma that you're mm -hmm. going through, there's some place in us, you know, just as we say, we pray for people that may be in a comatose state. We know they're hearing us mm -hmm. because your spirit your spirit is living it. It's not yes. only your mind and your emotions that are living it, but your spirit is alive and your spirit contains these things, even if it doesn't come to your conscious mind. Or many times, Monica, we work with people even to call the spirit forward. So when the word of God says we're spirit, soul, and body, mm -hmm. but so many of us live like we're soul and body and then the spirit. Mm -hmm. We don't. True. Many people don't even yes. realize there's a difference between our spirit and our soul. There's an absolute difference. Many people think it's the same thing. We're just using different language. We're not using different language. Our soul's containing all of our personality, and our spirit is what's connecting to God, hearing from God. As you heard, your spirit heard New York, informed your soul, your mind yes. knew what mm -hmm. happened. You heard it. And that, even though that didn't come to your mind at the moment, it was already in your spirit. So, you know, mm, and looking good, yeah. back, that for us hearing it, looking back on that is mm. extraordinary. Is a, it's amazing that God gave this preparation for what was about to happen, even though I'm sure it must have been like being totally unprepared. There's no way a person could be prepared especially a 14-year-old, could never be prepared to hear those words. Yeah, but yet at the same right. time, knowing God had planted a seed mm -hmm. there. You know? Yeah. How well, it's, it's beautiful to look at because there's, there's one, beautiful, uh, one beautiful part of that story that I didn't share just yet, but was that the first day that I went to the school, the Catholic school, as a freshman, I met my future husband, oh. a young fellow. He was a junior. And God already, he is the ultimate matchmaker. I'm just putting a plug in there for him. He is a wonderful matchmaker. And we, uh, we got married when we were um, in college. And uh, it's, it's really been a, an amazing journey that he's had us on. So that was one uh, major time that I heard the Lord. But then let's fast forward to uh, the winter of, 
of um, 2017. My husband and I were now do, uh, on staff at YWAM. We had, the year prior, we had gone as students, we went on the mission field, and we were asked to come back as, um, uh, to be on staff. So we said yes. So one morning, I was waking up, and I uh, hear this word again. I heard retreat house, not once, but twice. And I guess it's God's humorous way of saying, okay, Monica, I think I need to say things twice to you for you to get my attention. So I heard it twice and I, <gasps> I went like this and startled and I turned to Ed and I said, oh, that's what we're doing. We're, we're, in the, um, we're gonna be building a retreat house for his kingdom, for our family, but also for, his, for his, uh, what he's wanting to do. We, he's got big plans for every single person that's living, listening on this. Um, and I, I just would, you know, really encourage you to just, you know, have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to you personally, because it has such great and beautiful implications if you, we just would respond to what he talks, he says to us. So you heard Retreat House in what year, Monica? That was in December of 2017. And you started to create the plans when? Uh, we were actually like in the process of we all, at that time, we were working with an architect, but we weren't quite sure what it was gonna look like, mm -hmm. but he really brought just the right people and much more clarity to the blueprints, which somebody had prophesied over us. They were like, I see you looking, pouring over heavenly blueprints. And sure enough, we <laughs> poured over yeah. blueprints for a couple mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. So from the time of the word to the time of the opening. Five years later. Five years later. Yes. So I want everyone to be encouraged by that. You know, you may have a word that God spoke to you and you're thinking, wow, nothing's happening. But it takes time. You know, when God speaks a word, it takes time for that to unfold. Some of it is the actual necessity, as you're saying, Monica, of pouring over the blueprints and those kinds of realities. At the same time, we're being spiritually prepared mm -hmm. to minister in that capacity that you're now ministering in. Yes. You know, for us, oh, goodness, I think it was 25 years till we had the word. We got the word, build the place build the uh, center, mm -hmm. and it was 25 years until, oh. until we actually built. Okay. But we had that word, and when mm. you hear the word from God, you know when he speaks to you, you know that's what's going to happen. And just hold on to that word, Amen. and you just start that's to right. move into it. Mm -hmm. So we want to really encourage you today. I want to go back to our heavenly matchmaker for a moment. Because, sure. you know, when I was, I was um, working at uh, Roosevelt Field, which is a shopping center here on Long Island in New York, when I was 17, and uh, someone that I was dating, I was dating a few different boys, one of the ones that I was dating, he came in to bring a friend of his who had just got out of the military service, brought a friend of his to meet me, and when I saw that boy, I'll say, God said, this is the one you're going to marry. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yay. So, <laughs> yes. And he was the youth. He was a youth oh. leader, and I was the youth. 
<laughs> eventually. Oh. I became part of that youth okay. group eventually. Mm. Um, but just that whole idea, you know, that it's so, mm. God's got the partner picked out, you know, not to settle. So many mm -hmm. people, they're mm -hmm. fearful. I know even you talk to young women today, they're like, am I ever going to meet someone? And many people will compromise and even compromise, even having another time we were together, we were talking about the Holy Spirit intuition. You know, we spoke of Holy Spirit intuition. Many people override that, even when they have a sense that this is not really the one, mm -hmm. but they're fearful that the right one isn't really, is, isn't really a real thought. You know, that people think that that's an, an imagination, that's a fantasy world, mm -hmm. that there's a right one for you. That, that's not reality. But your story and my story show that it is yes. a reality that God yeah. has picked someone for you if the vocation is a marriage vocation. Mm. You know, then we want to really encourage you to hold on to that and to wait for that. And we want to really talk to you about marital, the gift of bringing your sexuality to marriage. You know, today there's so many people that compromise that mm -hmm. and so many people that are living together and living as married people when they are not married. Yes. And we just want to tell you that this is a broken, this is a broken start. This is a fractured beginning. You want to begin whole. Yeah. You want to begin whole and holy together. Thanking God for this person that he's brought into your life this person that he created for you, honoring God above all other things. You know, and I was just talking today, Monica, with a woman who's quite distraught because her son says, this is the one I'm going to marry, Mom, therefore we're moving in together. And she's quite distraught over it. Yes. And, you know, I was sharing with him an experience that we had in Uganda where a couple came forward it was a lot of excitement in the church. The pastor was really <laughs> revving it up. A lot of music, a lot of happening. He said, I have a big announcement to make. And there was a lot of exciting music being played. And then a couple came forward and he announced their engagement. And after he announced their engagement, he spoke to the community mm -hmm. and said, we have a responsibility now to this young couple to make sure they stay pure Oh. until they're married oh. and we want this couple to know we're going to pray for them we're going to pray for their marriage which is coming we're going to pray for them to stay pure until their oh marriage arrives and we're committed mm. to them and to their marriage and we affirm it and some of the members of the american team that were in the church actually cried real tears and said i wish that the pastor of my church would have said that to us. Mm. And we see really here in America and other parts of the world where there's no counsel given to young people, where there's no commitment made to young people, where there's plenty of voices saying, just move in together, it's what everybody does. There's plenty of that. But what's happening on the other side? Correct. So we want to really encourage you if you're listening today, if you're living with someone and there's children in the household, make that marriage right by changing vows, exchanging vows in the presence of God 
making a commitment to one another, a commitment to the children. Realize that God wants to be in the center of your family life. He wants to lead you and guide you and bless you. Don't exclude yourself and your family from the blessings of God. Monica, it looks like you really have something to say. So share with us your own, you say you met in high school. Mm -hmm. You met in the first year of high school. How did that unfold? Uh, it unfolded, as you can about imagine, two young teenagers, because mm -hmm. we were both somewhat immature. So we had our ups and downs, our breakups, and our coming back together again. And then there was a time when um, Ed was graduating from high school, and I was still in high school. So he took a two-year, um, kind of like almost a sabbatical. He decided to cross, go cross-country on a bike and just to kind of find himself and wait for me. He didn't tell me that he was waiting for me, so it kind of changed things a little bit. But then we reconnected in college, and, um, and then we realized that we were meant for each other, and then we, he proposed to me on my birthday, and we got married in August Aww. of 1978, and we're um, getting ready to celebrate our 45th wedding anniversary. Beautiful. Who would have ever thought? It sounds like so many years, but it's been, uh, it's, it's really been, it's uh, a marriage made in heaven, but it's been, of course, we live in a fallen world, so we, and we're, you know, people trying to navigate this life together, so we've had our highs and our lows and, and in between. But by the grace of God, we still love one another. We appreciate one another. We have a stronger friendship uh, and marriage than we did when we were newlyweds. So I would just encourage people that if you're having any inklings or any thoughts about, oh my goodness, I, I don't know if this is a person that I want to continue uh, going through life with because life is hard or he said something bad to me or whatever the case may be, because the enemy does only come to try to steal, kill, and destroy. And I know that's what he's done in our, for our marriage one time in particular. But we went to God with our issue, and he really helped us. So I would say just really get, get before the Lord and ask him to help you through whatever that situation is that you're going through, whether it's together or just alone. But then come together, because the strength of our marriage is really, this is the secret, is we pray together, we do communion together, and that has really laid such a, even more of a strengthening of a foundation with our marriage that it, that is really uh, is is pivotal in this day and age that we're living because everyone is under so much adversity in so many yes. different ways, ways, shapes, and forms. Yes. So when we look at marriage as a vocation, and there's the confidence that we have, friends, that God has already chosen the spouse, mm -hmm. then we want to pray. We want to pray and put God in the center of our marriages, in the center of our relationship. Monica, we only have a, a short time. Would you pray of for course. those who may be waiting and hoping? Yes, I would love to. So Heavenly Father, just as you've carried Ed and myself through our number of years of marriage, Father, you've been there through the, uh, the good, bad, and the ugly, as they say. Um, you truly have. You have just been able to bring us through 
uh, the things that we needed, really needed your help to navigate through, Father. And I'm just so grateful that, that you helped us to, to remain pure and strong towards one another and didn't deviate to the right or to the left. But Father, you kept us on that straight and narrow path. And I pray that for every person that's listening, Father, that they too would be encouraged, that they can run the race that is set before them with their husband or wife, Father, that whoever God has given to them, Father. And we bless you all today in Jesus' name. We hope you have enjoyed this inspiring episode of the Bridge for Peace, Healing to the Nations podcast with Annette Eckert. If you would like to learn more about the ministries of Bridge for Peace or help us continue publishing these podcasts by becoming a financial partner, please go to our website, bridgeforpeace.org. If you desire to learn more about praying for healing and understanding all that the grace of God provides for you through the shed blood and resurrection of Jesus Christ, check out our Foundation eCourses on our website. Also, if you have any questions, need prayer, or have a story to share, email us at info at bridgeforpeace.org. Please join us every Wednesday for more inspiring interviews with Annette. This is Scott Silverberg for Bridge for Peace founders Ed and Annette Eckert wishing you a blessed day and hoping that you would allow Jesus to become your bridge for peace. Mm -hmm.